Hello, and welcome to the James Sheets Podcast. This podcast features the sermons and preaching messages of James Sheets, who pastored throughout West Virginia for many years. If you like what you hear, please subscribe and leave a five-star review and share a memory of James with us. Let's listen as Pastor James Sheets begins his message. On the night of the Passover meal, Jesus has instructed some of his disciples to go and make the preparation for the Passover, which you will remember was celebrated every year by the Jewish people. To remember that night in Egypt when the death angel passed over all of Egypt and struck death into the homes of those that were not covered by the blood of the Lamb. But in the process of making this preparation for the Passover meal, the disciples were very jealous of their position, each feeling that he was too good to be a servant to the other, too good even to be a servant to the Lord. And so they failed to provide one of the common courtesies that was expected in that day, and that is that one of them would assume the task of sitting at the door with a bowl of water and a towel and washing and drying the feet of all who came into the house. Because you remember that they wore sandals and the countryside was dusty and it was a comforting thing for them to be able to sit down with clean, dry feet to be comfortable. But the disciples did not feel that they should perform this menial task. Since they had no servants, they elected to let the issue pass, and they all sat down and ate the meal with dirty feet, being very uncomfortable. Jesus had said nothing about it to this point in time, but after the meal was over, he simply got up from the meal and took, out, took off his outer garment took a long towel they were accustomed to using and wrapped it around his waist. Without saying another word, he got to the pan of water and he started down the line and he took off the sandals of the first disciple very gently. And he took the feet of that disciple and placed the foot in the bowl of water and washed it. And then he took the towel that was around his waist and he dried that disciple's feet. Immediately, the others, observing what was going on, began to be squeamish, not sure just what they ought to say or how they ought to react. But the tenderness that must have been in the eyes and in the face of Jesus and the way he handled those feet was disturbing. For here was the master of every storm, of every sea, the healer of many diseases, the exerciser of many demons, the feeder of multitudes, the greatest of all preachers, kneeling before his disciples and performing the lowest of servitude to them all. Jesus comes to Peter 
And Peter says to him, Are you going to wash my feet? And Jesus said, You don't understand what I'm now doing. You will eventually understand it. And Peter said, You'll never wash my feet. And Jesus said, If I do not wash you, then you're not part of mine. The way to be great in this world is to be a servant. To do the lowest of all tasks. Peter was not comfortable with accepting from someone else the service. I think there are times that we come to church and find ourselves very uncomfortable. I don't know if you've been uncomfortable yet tonight or not. And the type of service we've had thus far is conducive for people to not feel particularly comfortable in that type of setting. To have the lights out and to hear the music come from sweet voices like we've just heard causes some disturbance in our heart. And I'm glad we're disturbed. It brought disturbance to me, but a disturbance I was so glad to receive. Tears welled up in my eyes as I heard about that cross. When he grew the tree upon which he was to be crucified. And the old rusty nails and the sound effects, Donnie, I think it was you that went out, wasn't it? was perfect. And I heard those nails being driven into those hands and those feet. And then the message that followed of encouragement that causes us to realize, all of us who are Christian tonight, that we were in fact in the presence of the crucified Christ. And we experienced with Peter and John and the others a time of crucifixion. Maybe it made us uncomfortable. Maybe like Peter, tonight as we take up the communion service, if you feel uncomfortable in doing what we're going to do, you might have some of the same attitude that Peter had in him and would say, I'll never stoop that low. I'll never bow my knee to serve someone. Jesus said, if you won't receive my service, then you can't be a part of mine. This ought to bring us to the point when we were led in beautiful prayers as we were this evening, of knowing that we're not just in a house built by human hands, but in a place of worship dedicated to the cause of Christ because He's here. And it ought to bring us to a place not of being uncomfortable, but a place of great elation. 
instead of our being uncomfortable to say to each other, I love you, it ought to bring us tremendous joy that we would say to each other without reservation, I love you in Jesus' name. It ought to make it possible for us to put our arms around each other in spite of our differences and say, because of Jesus Christ, I love you. And I will do for you the most menial task that is necessary. I will help when you need help. I will comfort when you need comfort. I'll serve you when you need served. I'll wash your feet if that's necessary. I'll do your laundry. I'll sit with you in times of sickness, and yes, I'll carry the bedpan. I'll do the lowest and the meanest tasks on earth. Because my Lord did it for me, I will in turn do it for you. Can those words not come forth from our lips? Whose feet did Jesus wash? Well, we know that he washed Peter, that impulsive fellow, who was so proud that he could not possibly sit at the door and wash his own Lord's feet or those of his fellow disciples. There was Andrew, that very pious, quiet individual, who likewise felt it not his job. There was James and John, those hot-tempered boys who would do things that would cause us to cringe, and Jesus gave them the nickname, the Sons of Thunder. There was Matthew, a despised tax collector. There was Simon, a very, very zealous individual, and yes, there was Judas. Yes, Judas. The one who was about to leave that room and betray his Lord, Jesus knelt before him and tenderly handled his feet and washed them and dried them. And sometimes we get all out of sorts because somebody does us dirty. And we, the very lowest of mankind was loved enough by our Lord to not only wash our feet but to go to the cross and allow those old rusty nails to be put through his hands and his feet because he loved us. Jesus said, love your enemies. Pray for them that despitefully use you and persecute you. On his knees before his disciples, he brought comfort to them. You know, Jesus lived what he taught. He practiced what he preached. He was the prime example for his disciples, and he said to them, I have given you an example. Verse 15 that you will do as I have done. We should live as we speak. We have problems with each other, and yet despite all that, 
on our knees before our friends, our neighbors, and even our enemies, we should perform the most menial service because our task is to genuinely serve those with whom we fellowship. Judas, a hard, cold as stone, sat there and accepted the courtesy, the kindness, and the love of the washing of Jesus, who would get up shortly and go out and betray his Lord. There is a country called Ghana, I believe is the way it's pronounced, in Africa. Amongst the people who are Christian in that country, where we have missionaries, comes a hymn. Let me just read you the words because I cannot sing it at all. But it says this, Jesus kneels at the feet of his friends and silently washes their feet. The master who acts as a slave to them. Loving puts us on our knees, serving as though we were slaves. This is the way that we should live. Loving on our knees. Jesus said, Inasmuch as ye have done it unto one of the least of these, my brethren, you've done it to me. Would you wash Jesus' feet? Were he to come to the front of this auditorium this evening, would you get on your knees before him and perform for him the most menial tasks that we can consider? Yes, I think you would say with me, I'll do it. Do you know how we do that? by performing that same service to our brethren. He loved us on his knees. He loved us on the cross. And he expects us to do likewise. Spread before us on the table this evening are trays of bread and grape juice that remind us continually of what the Lord did, not just on his knees in the upper room, but on the cross. When it was his body that was broken and his blood that was shed. We're going to do the communion service differently, somewhat like we did it several months ago. I'm going to light the candles. We're going to turn out the lights. I'm going to ask you, in a period of silence, to pray to God for the forgiveness of your own sin and ask Him to give you the grace to be the servant of all. Then I'm going to ask you to come down and take from this communion table a piece of the bread and the cup and for all of those who are able to kneel I'm going to ask you to kneel around the front for those of you who can't kneel 
you can sit here on the front seat. It will be difficult for you to do so. But I want you to think in terms of the fact that we're kneeling in the presence of Jesus Christ. We're bowing in homage to him. And we're saying, Lord God, as you knelt before your disciples, we now kneel before you. Desiring to serve you in the way that you served your disciples. And that we will get up from this time of worship, not only remembering that we do it because he died on the cross for us, but we're going to get up to go out and serve, to do whatever is necessary for other people as a demonstration of our love for the Lord Jesus Christ. Before we do it, we're going to sing a hymn. I don't know if you all know it or not, but it's a beautiful hymn that I like to sing at communion time. It's number 320. It's called Break Thou the Bread of Life, Dear Lord to Me. If you don't know it, just listen to the words. Those of you who know it, sing with me. This is our hymn of dedication. And then at the close of this number, uh, someone in the back will turn out the lights and I'll light the candles and we'll uncover the communion and we'll continue. But in a, an attitude of prayer, will you stand with me as we sing, Break Thou the Bread of Life, Dear Lord, to me. Shall a bondage see? 
Would someone turn out the lights, please? Would you bow your heads in a period of prayer, silently praying to the Lord that He might touch you even again this evening as we celebrate this communion service, remembering that he died on the cross because he loved you and he loved me. We light the candles to remember that he is the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid, the Lord said. We are that city whose light comes from God above and we are to give light unto the world that all who believe might be saved. Pray for yourself. Pray for your neighbor. someone who has despitefully used you. Pray that the bread that we partake of this evening will in your life represent the broken body of our Lord. shed blood will have cleansed you from your sin. Pray that you would be willing and call upon to get on your knees for the lowest of mankind
desire, would you at this time sit on the front pew or kneel with me if you can. Our Father and our God, we surround the cross tonight. In our minds, we see you hanging there on that hill called Calvary, and your body was so 
abuse caused by our sin. And your blood flowed from your head and from your hands and feet and side and ran down that old rugged cross. We're beneath it. Without the cleansing of your presence. On our knees before you, Lord, we're here because you first loved us, gave yourself for us, and found yourself in a position of willingness to serve others. You went down that row of disciples and you've come into our lives and you've done the lowest tasks for us. You ask only that we get up off our knees and go out to serve others in your name. Now, Lord, because of your mercy to us, we first of all remember that your body was broken. And we need this little wafer, first of all, to remember your broken body. As we partake of it, May we realize that you have become a part of us and we've become a part of you as we now break the beach of life. Lord, that very night, as you watched your disciples speak, you took a cup, you prayed, and you passed it to your disciples all of them drink of it because it represented your shed blood. As we drink this juice, we remember the blood that cleansed us from our sins. And we praise your name for it. In Jesus' name, we partake of your blood. There's a number that I want us to close with this evening. It's called Blessed Be the Tie That Binds. You will not be able to see it. I think most of you will know it. But what I would like for us to do, if you will, is to gather hand in hand as we stand around in a circle. Would you each grab someone's hand? Set your glass down there if you will. And we're going to sing, Blessed be the tie that binds. You don't know it, just hum it along. I'm going to stand here where I can see the words so that I can, can read. If someone wants to come up this way to get my hand on the other side, Wilma, you want to step up this way with, with your row. And everybody get in a great circle, except for Loretta, which will have to leave her out in order that she can play the piano. We'll sing, Blessed be the tie. If you know it, sing with me. Bye. 
one more verse. evening around your throne, our Father, be a representative of the circle that binds this church and each of us as your children to one cause and one purpose, and that is to serve you as we serve each other. Forgive us where we have fallen short of this desire of yours and help us to resolve as we go out of this service tonight, that we will glorify your name by the life that we live in the presence of others. Thank you for dying on the cross for us and giving us life. Dismiss us now with your love and your tender mercy. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's message. If you like what you hear, hit the subscribe button. You'll receive automatic notifications and downloads when a new message is added to the podcast. Also, please leave a five-star review and take the opportunity to share stories, memories, and appreciation for James Sheets and how God used him to impact your life. If you'd like to know why and how this podcast got started, check out our first episode. Lastly, if you want to donate to help offset the cost of operating this podcast, you'll find a link to our PayPal account in the podcast description and email us at james.com sheets.podcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening and remember to trust in God for today and for all of your tomorrows.